I have been so excited about coming tonight. When Daniel called me, I said, man, yes, yes, and yes again. Who's thankful for Victory Outreach, Heart of the Bay? First, I just want to thank the Lord for saving my life. My wife's not here tonight, but I want to thank the Lord for my wife. She's an awesome woman, a guy. I couldn't do anything without her. She's an awesome helpmate. And I uh, thank Daniel and the team, the gang team, for the invite. Thank Pastor Esteban and Sister Chella for letting me come and minister here in your church. How many love your pastors? And I know it's your birthday month, so happy birthday. I don't have any money, so I can just give you this. <laughs> come on, somebody. But I'm so excited to come here because there is so much history here in Victory Outreach, Heart of the Bay. God put Hayward on the map in 1981, sending Pastor Steve and Sister Josie and the Pineda family to Hayward. He put Hayward on the map. And you and I are benefiting from that. We are benefiting because a family decided to fulfill their purpose in life. To say no to pleasure and yes to the purpose. What's up, Val? It's good to see Val in the house. Actually, Val had a, had a huge purpose in my life. She actually uh, pushed my wife towards me when we were recording. Come on, Val. Praise the Lord for Val. <laughs> Thankful for that. Come on now. But there's so much history here. That's why I wanted you to just close your eyes and think. I'll never forget the day I walked into this church. I walked into this church weighing like 126 pounds. I was wearing like an In-N-Out burger t-shirt because I didn't have one somebody gave me, right? Walked in on a Wednesday night, Victory Outreach Hayward, there on Huntwood. I walked into those doors, walked up to that altar, and the men started laying hands on me. Matter of fact, Paul Rivera, who knows Paul Rivera? Paul Rivera slapped me so hard on my forehead, poof, he laid me out on the ground. But I'll never forget, I was on the ground and I, was, my, I opened my eyes and I seen Stephanie Pineda. She was leading worship. And I see her looking at me and I could see the look in her eye. She was like, this is a hurting soul right here. And this is why we do what we do. This is why we do what we do. My life would never, ever be the same because of Victory Outreach Heart of the Bay. Never, ever be the same. You know, and, and, and when I gave my life to the Lord, August 17th, 2003, it was right before Pastor Steve had passed, um, I had backslidden three times from 03 to 06. So a lot of you here have seen me fall, and you've seen God's grace lift me back up. So I just thank you for embracing me here tonight. I don't deserve to be here. But I came here tonight to let you know that God has a plan and a purpose for your life. He has a plan and a purpose for your family, for you as an individual. But also, how many know that he has a plan and a purpose for this church? He has a plan and a purpose for the gang. He has a plan and a purpose for the home. Come on, somebody. He has a plan and a purpose. But how many know the enemy has a plan and a purpose, too? The enemy has a plan laid out. He has a purpose laid out, too. But how many know if God is with us, then who could be against us? So thank you for the opportunity. 
Open up your Bibles here tonight to Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. I'm going to read two scriptures. The first one is very, uh, I see Colleen Mejia in here. She was actually real instrumental in my, me getting my wife too. Amen. Anybody here help me get married? Just wave at me. Thank you, Jesus, for you. Thank you for that. Come on, Ronimo. Whew, that was your purpose. Help me get my boo. Jeremiah chapter 1. Actually, I can name names all night. Joanne, Greg. Oh, you guys have just been so good. Thank you for being a part of my life, man. Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. I'm going to read it out of the message translation, and then we're going to hop over to Revelations. The message of Jeremiah, son of Hilkiah, of the family of priests who live in Anathoth in the country of Benjamin. God's message began. Look at your neighbor and say, he began. God's message began to come to him during the 13th year that Josiah, son of Amos, reigned over Judah. It goes on to say, it continued to come. Look at your neighbor and say, it continued. It continued to come to him during the time of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, reigned over Judah. And it continued to come. Let me hear you say continued. And it continued to come to him clear down to the fifth month of the 11th year of the reign of Zedekiah, son of Josiah, over Judah. The year that Jerusalem was taken into exile. How many know I had to practice reading that scripture about 30 times before I came here tonight? And then it goes on to say, this is what God said. Before I shaped you in the womb, I knew all about you. Before you saw the light of day, I had holy plans for you. A prophet to the nations. That's what I had in mind for you. Somebody say amen. Hop over to Revelations chapter 12, verses 1 through 4. Jeremiah was out of message translation. I'm going to be reading Revelations out of the New Living Translation because I like the way it says it. Now, this is a vision, so put your vision goggles on. The Word of God reads in Revelations 12. Then I witnessed in heaven an event of great significance. I saw a woman clothed with the sun with the moon beneath her feet and a crown of 12 stars on her head. She was pregnant, and she cried out because of her labor pains and the agony of giving birth. Verse 3. Then I witnessed in heaven another significant event. I saw a large red dragon with seven heads and ten horns with seven crowns on his head. His tail swept away one-third of the stars in the sky, and he threw them to the earth. Who are they talking about? Who took a third of the angels out? The enemy. He threw them out of the earth. Now listen to this. He stood in front of the woman as she was about to give birth, ready to devour her baby as soon as it was born. Here in these scriptures, we see two, there's a lot of stuff going on, but I just want to focus on two. Amen. In the first scripture, you hear God over and over again speaking to Jeremiah. He's constantly telling Jeremiah about his plan and his purpose for the whole reason that Jeremiah was even born. How many can say amen to that? Now, in the second story, there's a lot going on there, and I had to study a lot to figure out what was going on. But I just want you to get the illustration. We see the enemy here waiting to devour a baby at birth. So we have God telling Jeremiah the reason he was born, giving him identity. And then we have the enemy on this side Waiting for the baby to be born so he could devour the baby. 
This is a perfect illustration of the reality of spiritual warfare that has been taking place within our lives since before we were even born. As we get into this message, I really want you to think about all the encounters that you've had with God because you're going to need to hold on to those. Somebody say amen. I want you to think about all the promises that God has given you throughout the years since you've been in Victory Outreach. How many know God speaks? Think about those times. Hold on to those times when God has spoken to your heart. Maybe you just got back from NorCal Unites. How many went to NorCal Unites in South Sac? God spoke in a mighty way. Matter of fact, he spoke audibly on the last night. He said, you are a chosen generation. I am coming soon. But what did he say? You have to fight. Audibly from heaven to earth. How many know that's what we need as a generation? And God gave us right what we needed. How many went to Mighty Men of Valor? Come on, men. NorCal Unites, Mighty Men of Valor. A few months ago, the women went to women's convention. Where are the women at? So God has been consistently speaking to us for a reason. In the scripture in Jeremiah, it didn't just happen in one day. God had been speaking to Jeremiah over a period of time. Day after day, week after week, month after month, and year after year. As you read the scripture, it says God's message began to come to him. And it started naming the times. And it said generation, year after year, and it started naming the times. But in the New Living Translation, Jeremiah chapter 1 says, The Lord first gave message to Jeremiah. That means it was more than one time. How many know God has to get our attention sometimes? See, what God was trying to let Jeremiah know in this scripture is that, for one, he belonged to God. How many know we belong to God? He was trying to let him, look, you belong to me. I'm going to take care of you and that your life has already been predestined for greatness before you were ever even thought of. God was giving Jeremiah his identity. He said, you are a prophet to the nations. And those are the two most important things that you and I as Christians, you and I as servants in the Lord, you and I as, as, as laborers, how many know in Victory Outreach, we get busy for God. And if you're not going to get busy for God, the enemy's just going to leave you alone. He's not tripping. You could be sitting in here tonight. He's not going to trip at, trip on you. But if you started giving during, during offering, oh, he's going to start tripping. If he sees you up here worshiping God, oh, he's going to start tripping. If he sees you lifting up the arms of your pastor, oh, he's, he's going to start tripping on you. You're going to start getting attacked. So you and I as Christians have to know who we are, and we have to know our purpose in life. And we have to hold on to these things for the rest of our life because the answer to who you are and the answer to what your purpose is will determine the direction your life goes in. It determines the direction that your life goes in. And if you don't remember who you are and you don't remember the purpose, why God saved you, then anything can detour you and take you off the path. Somebody say amen. The definition of the word purpose uses words like this. Determined, decided, single-minded, Tenacious. Tenacious means clinging on to, staying focused, like a pit bull on a pork chop, right? Tenacious. Strong-willed, immovable, deliberate, and intentional in all that you do. That's somebody that's walking a life, fulfilling their purpose. Now, here's the definition of a life that is, is fulfilling pleasure within their life. Amusement. Diversion. That means you are going one way, and then all of a sudden... You get diverted and you start going the other way because of pleasure. 
It even had this in the dictionary. It said, under pleasure, it said, worldly enjoyment. Listen to this. Unrestricted freedom. Talking about somebody with no boundaries within their life. How many know we need boundaries? Why do you think God gave us leaders? Why do you think God gave us pastors? Why do you think God gives us each other so we can stay accountable? Because we need boundaries within our life. Just because someone has no boundaries and the fulfilling pleasure within their life does not mean that that's going to stop the consequences from those actions. Because God gives us free will. You have a free will to make the choices that you want, but the, conse the consequences come regardless. They come regardless. There's people in prison right now that wish they were sitting in your, ch in your chair. They wish they, wish they, they would have stayed on course and fulfilled the purpose that God had for them. The enemy's number one priority is to stop you and me from fulfilling the purpose for why God saved our lives. Number one priority. I'm going to give you three quick things and then we're going to pray. Three things that will keep us fulfilling our purpose and not falling into pleasure. How many can say amen? Number one, you got to know who you are. Look at your neighbor and say, who you be? You got to know who you are. And the only way that you're going to find out who you are is if you, is if you ask God. Matter of fact, I guarantee you, if you go to your leaders, we'll tell you who you are. But you might not like the answer. How many know the truth can kind of get you? Boom. You're called to be a preacher. Ooh. You're called to go to the UTC. Ooh. You're called to go full-time ministry. Ah, uh, I should have never asked. I should have never asked. If the things you and I are involved in does not match up to who we are in Christ and where God is taking us, then you are not aligning yourself with the will of God. And if you're not aligning yourself with the will of God within your life, my question to you is, whose will are you lined up with? Last time I checked, the will of God led me straight to eternity in heaven. I don't want any other will. How many can say amen? For years, that was, that was me. I did not know who I was. For over 10 years, I lost over 10 years of my life because the enemy had in me think that I was a drug addict. I, used to, I remember I used to tell my mom, mom, just accept me for who I am. I'm a drug addict. She goes, I don't accept that. You're not a drug addict. So parents, let me tell you now, don't accept that when your kids try to say that. They're children of God. They're called by God. Don't accept that. The enemy had me thinking that I was a thug. <laughs> That's the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. Had me thinking I was a thug. Had me thinking I was a player. Had me thinking that I was cool. Raise your hand if you think you're cool. No. <laughs> Raise your hand if you think you're cool. <laughs> Come on, Chris. I got news for you. You're not cool. You're called. You are not cool. You are called, my friend. In 1 Peter 2.9, it says, for you are a chosen people. This is God giving us our, our identity. You are a royal priest, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God. For he called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. And this is what I love, verse 10. Once you had no identity as a people, and now you are God's people. We have to know who we are. We're royal priests. We're holy. We're Christians. We got to live holy, Christ-like. We're God's possessions. We don't belong to ourselves. He paid the price for us. Our life is not our own. We belong to him. If we don't know who we are, then we won't know what to stand up for. 
If we have no clue who we are, then we, we don't know what to stand up for. And if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Come on, somebody. The enemy, he was waiting. He was in the delivery room waiting for you to be born. That's why God told Jeremiah, I, for, I knew you before you were in your mother's womb. Before you were even conceived, before you were even thought about by anybody in this world, I knew who you were. He had to know who he was because as soon as he was born, the enemy was there ready to lie to him and tell him who, who, he, who he thought he was supposed to be. How many can say amen? The second, first we got to know who we are. The second thing we need to fulfill our purpose is we got to be full of the Holy Spirit. I was blessed when I came in, when I came in here and I see the worship team just going off. I said, man, I love it when the Holy Spirit's just moving. How many love that? I love it. I can spend hours just chilling with the Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody. Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18. You got to be full of the Holy Spirit in order to fulfill your purpose. It says, so I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your life. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. Continue to read. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us desires. Listen to this. The spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are directed by the Holy Spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. We're in a spiritual battle. We can't fight it in the flesh. We cannot fight it. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. When your Holy Ghost filled, you can see your life through the eyes of God. If you're not full of the Holy Spirit, there's going to be a lot of limitations, a lot of boundaries, a lot of walls. You're not going to be able to see that your destiny is full of greatness, right? Having it made in the shade with lemonade, as Pastor Steve would say, right? We got to be full of the Holy Spirit so we can see the life God has for us, then we could see how great it is to actually live a life full of purpose. Because how many know when you live a life full of purpose, there's a lot of hard work involved. There's a lot of hard work involved. And if you're not full of the spirit and you're constantly in the flesh, then you're going to be wondering, why am I doing all this stuff? And you'll start thinking, I'm doing it for this one. I'm doing forgetting that God saved your life, set you free, sanctified you, separated you so he could use you as a vessel and bring glory to his name. You can give the Lord a good hand. Come on now. Purpose brings freedom and fulfillment. Pleasure brings imprisonment and slavery to sin. Purpose keeps you close to God with fresh direction for your life. Pleasure takes you further from God and leads you down the road of destruction. Purpose is always new and always exciting, and pleasure is always the same and always boring. You know, when I backslid and I left God, thank God I didn't die out there. I'm so thankful for that. But when I left the Lord and I went back to the world and I tried to use drugs and I even tried to dance, it was just, it wasn't there anymore. It was because it's, it's the same old, same old. It's, it's boring. What are you doing? It's exciting serving God. It's exciting being in the presence of the Lord. Come on now. It's exciting seeing young people give five minutes of fire. It's exciting. Last time I checked, well, last time I was on social media was 
probably two months ago, so I don't want to lie about it. But last time I was on social media, I was always watching what was going on in VL Heart. You guys are on fire, are you not? <laughs> Your pastor is crazy, is he not? He's not scared to do anything, right? But last time I checked, there was always something new and something fresh taking place in VL Heart. And then you look, you can see the gang in VL Heart starting to gel together. They're starting to gel together. They're starting to push this thing forward. You can see people graduating Vetti, and God is raising up pastors in Victor Outreach, Heart of the Bay. I've seen you go from a little building in Union City to this big building here in the city of Hayward. But listen, this because the church, when it's fulfilling its purpose, it's always doing something new and exciting. But don't you dare get comfortable in this building. Don't you dare get comfortable in this building. God has a building with your name on it, V.O. Heart. The best is yet to come, Victor Outreach Heart of the Bay. There's more work to do, Victor Outreach Heart of the Bay. You're called to be a base church. You're called to be a sending church. There is so much more to do. Do not get comfortable here. Where's your vision? What's the vision of your pastor and his wife, Sister Chella? Where are they going? They're not thinking about tomorrow. They're thinking about next year. They're thinking about five years from now. They're planning now what steps we got to take to continue to fulfill the destiny. They're not thinking about themselves. They're thinking about you. Right? We're thinking about the people. We're thinking about your family members that aren't here. We're thinking about the loss that's out here in the city of Hayward. You guys have a huge event coming up. The UTC is coming up. Pound the pavement. I live right there off of Willow, right down... Um, off of Willow, what's that street? Meekland, right off of Meekland. And it blesses my heart when you guys had drama-rama, I would step out of my door and I could hear you screaming on the mic. I'm like a mile away. Did you guys hear that? 50 hours on the bay going off. Why? Because there's a passion inside of you to fulfill the purpose that God has for you. Not just as an individual, but as a church. As a church. When the Lord sent the Pineda family, family to Hayward, 1981, I was born in 1979. I was two years old. I was two years old. They didn't know me. They had no idea who I was. But they were fulfilling their purpose. 36 years later, now I'm blessed. Wife, kids. I, I thought being normal and having a family was just a pipe dream. I didn't think I would ever be able to be normal. Well, we're in Victor Outreach. We're not normal. But I didn't think I was ever going to be able to be blessed. I didn't think that the desires I had in my heart I was ever going to obtain, that God was ever going to give them to me. But because over 25 years ago, a family came to Victory Outreach Hayward and paved the way. Don't you get comfortable and think that you're done yet. There's more J's out there. There's more families out there that you don't know that one day will be in the home. God, the home. <laughs> the home changed my life, though. The home changed my life. Thankful for my home director. Thankful for his family. Thankful, the house of pain. I had a lot of pain inside me. I didn't know that. I thought I was a drug addict. Really, I had a lot of pain. I needed healing. You know, and uh, all the uh, all the places that my friend who was looking for a program for me, twenty five, thirty thousand dollars, 
thousands of dollars to come in, not even for a year, for like 90 days, six months, you know, do what you want, come and go as you please. But in Victor, he said, it's free. Okay, now lay your pride down at the door. <laughs> Matter of fact, my home director told me this. He says, uh, Chuck, he told me this. He goes, do you smoke cigarettes? And I said, yeah. And actually, I had prepared to bring cigarettes into the program. My friend goes, he goes, I got you. I'm going to bring cigarettes for you every week. Don't even trip. I'm like, whew, because I could quit doing drugs. But quit smoking, that's a whole nother ordeal. And he goes, do you smoke? I go, yeah. I'm thinking he's going to show me where to put my, my cigarettes. <laughs> Maybe he wanted one. I don't know. <laughs> I, I said, yeah. I said, yeah, I smoke. He goes, good. Go have your last cigarette because you can't smoke here. <laughs> but now look at the awesome life that God has given me, man. You know, because somebody laid their life down. You know, that's what we're called to do is to lay our lives down. How many, how many can say amen? Let me get the worship team up here real fast. Go ahead. Give the Lord a good hand. So to fulfill your purpose, you always, always, always have to remember who you are. If it doesn't line up with who you are, then it ain't you. It's not you. If the relationship you're in does not line up with who you are, it's not you. If the job you have doesn't line up with who you are, then it's not you. Then you got to be full of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will help us see the awesome life that God has for us. The awesome life that God has for us. And we're just taking it day by day, continuing to push this thing forward. I know you guys have a lot of things going on in VO Hartman. You guys are an example to a lot of us. You don't know that, but you are. Huge example. We see your satellites. We see the Spanish ministry. You know what I mean? We see the excitement. We see the zeal. We see, and most of all, we see the Holy Spirit is what you guys crave. You just want the Holy Spirit. Pastor Esteban said at the beginning, God, whatever you want to do, that's what we want. And that's how it has to be with our life. That's how it has to be with our life. From the moment you were born, the devil was waiting for you to lie to you. You know, I looked at my family, I looked at my father, and I said, man, I guess I'm supposed to be a drug addict. But the devil's a liar. The devil's a liar. The third thing that you got to have is you got to have endurance. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 35 and 36 out of the New Living says this. So don't throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Remember the great reward it brings you. Patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will. Listen to this. Then you will receive all that he has promised. Then you will receive all that he has promised. You know, the plan that God has for us, there's many different purposes. There's a lot. Of, when I first came into BO, my purpose, my purpose was just to get clean. But now I have a purpose to be a father and a husband. So there's different purposes that happen all the time. And I love what it says because he says, patience and endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that he has promised. Because a lot of times... I got the promise for my firstborn son. It was in Hayward. Pastor Danny was preaching. We had like a men's discipleship on a Saturday morning. Pastor Danny Aranda was preaching, and he was preaching on Uriah. And the moment he said that name, it seemed like the whole service stopped. And I heard God say, that's the name of the son I'm going to give you. 
This was before I was even married. Wasn't even married yet. Then I got married. Got married like a year and a half later, 2010. And for two, almost three years, me and my wife, we wanted to have family so bad. Miscarriage after miscarriage after miscarriage after miscarriage. Made me want to give up. It made me want to say, forget it. Matter of fact, the people at my job, they came to me. They said, they said, um, you know, we know somebody that has um, a baby who needs to be adopted. Maybe you should just adopt since you guys can't have kids. And I said, no. Not that I'm against adopting because me and my wife, we, we do want to adopt. My wife loves little Asian babies. She loves little Asian babies. And, and she, she wants, we, we want to adopt the baby, you know, with God's time. And, that, and I want to do it with God's timing. But I said, you know what? I'm not going to do that to fulfill a desire I have and do it myself. I want to know God gave me a promise, and I'm going to wait for it. Endurance. Endurance. Without endurance, man, we will not make it. Endure in the good times and in the bad times. Remember who you are. Remember your purpose. Got to stand on those things. Remember your promises. Stand on them. Stand on them. You know, living with endurance is not an option. It's not an option. You have to do it. Can you imagine, like Sister Vicky, right? You did five minutes. Can you imagine if Jesus would have opted out instead of enduring to the cross? If anybody had a right to opt out he was being wrongly accused, mocked and beaten, betrayed by the ones that were closest to him. But he still gave his life for us. He endured the cross. Why? Because he wanted to show you and me that we can do it. We can do it. Go ahead and throw that picture up there. You guys got that picture? I drew that picture. I'm kidding. Totally kidding. This explains our whole life from the moment we get saved. Jesus is saying, just trust me. And we're like, but I love it, God. I love it. This is where our faith gets built. Just trust me. Just trust me. She doesn't see what he has behind his back. Look how much bigger. It is than what she has in her hand. Whoo! The life. God says, just trust me with your finances. You see this here? Classrooms, parking, all that. You don't have nothing on what I have for you. Just trust me. Whew. See what's happening in the gang? Continue to get to the UTC. Continue to catch the heart of your path. Continue to submit under the leaders that God has placed over you and watch what Jesus will give us. I want a heavy head bowed and every eye closed. You know, when I said yes to God's plan and purpose for my life, he didn't just deliver me from drugs, but he broke generational curses in my family. See, because I said yes to the purpose that God has for me. Now my children won't have to know what divorce is. 
Now my children don't have to wake up and see that their dad isn't there. My kids will grow up knowing who they are because they're going to be raised in God's house. First and foremost, if you don't know Jesus tonight with nobody looking around, I just want you to lift up your hand and put it down. I want to pray for you tonight. If you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior tonight, or you're unsure if you don't know Jesus, if you don't know Jesus, that you just lift up your hand and put it down. I want to pray for you here. All over this place, God bless you. See that hand. Anybody else? You don't know Jesus. You're not saved. You haven't given your heart to the Lord. You haven't said the sinner's prayer. God bless you. I see that hand. You can put it down. Anybody else? You don't know Jesus. Anybody else? God bless you over here. If you're like Jeremiah and God has been speaking to you for however long it's been, days, weeks, months, he's been speaking to you, but it's hard for you to let go of the world, it's hard for you to change up some of the ways that you're living. It's hard, you, hard for you to let go of that music. It's hard for you to let go of some certain things. If that's you tonight, God has been speaking to you for a long time. And you want to say, you know what, tonight is the night that I respond to God and I say, here I am. If that's you, I want you to lift up your hands all over this place. I want to pray for you. God bless you. Anybody else, God bless you. Hands are going up all, everywhere. You're not alone. God bless you in the back. God bless you here in the front. Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? Let me ask you this question. If you have been having trouble with endurance, you do good for a while, and then you fall off. You do good for a little while, and then you fall off. You, you, you get on fire for God, and then you fall off. If that's you, and you want to say, you know what? Today I'm taking a stand. I'm going to stay on fire for God. I don't care what happens. I'm going to remember who I am and why he created me. If that's you tonight, I want to pray for you. Lift up your hands all over this place. If you say, Jay, that's me. God bless you. God bless you. Hands are going up everywhere. God bless you. This is the last, the last altar call. I really felt within my heart that I wanted to pray for the leadership. For the leadership here. I feel God is, is, gonna, is going to do something new here in Victory Outreach, Heart of the Bay. He's going to be doing something new. He's going to be taking you in another direction. He's going to be he's going to be complimenting what you've been doing now, but it's going to take a little bit more commitment. It's going to take a little bit more faith. It's going to take a little bit more giving. It's going to take a little bit more consistency. And you know what? The leadership. I want to pray for you tonight. So with everybody standing as the, as the worship team continues to pray, play, if you lifted up your hand at any one of those altar calls, I want you to make your way to this altar. If you lift